0: Welcome back everybody. This is episode four of our podcast Speak Up Together and this week we are discussing, I guess we'll just call it, I don't know, a topic on meeting people where they are or where you shouldn't meet people where they are. Let's get into it. My name is Ashley.
1: My name is James.
0: He's in recovery for drug addiction and I'm navigating my own recovery in relation to that. Now that I started my blog to share my story, I think it's time for us to both share, to continue helping others and shedding some light on the world of addiction. This is Speak Up Together. Do you think that was too wordy?
1: Yeah, but you're always too wordy, so that's just kind of how you are.
0: <laughs> hey, everyone. Uh, welcome to Speak Up Together. We are here making a new episode for the week. My name is Ashley. And I'm here with my husband, James. <laughs> And so this week we are going to try to make it um, a little bit different where I'm kind of going to give you the topic as we are talking on here because we kind of lose a lot of good dialogue when I explain it to you beforehand and then we like have trouble talking about stuff on the actual recording. Okay, so this week I was thinking of doing something along the lines of not meeting people where they are. So let me explain that. So, like, you know how when somebody is, like, you know, sad or upset or whatever and then you try to, like, relate to them or whatever but then you kind of just get wrapped up in thinking of, like, everything else that has ever made you sad or, like, oh, yeah, well, I, too, had a sad situation where this happened and then you start remembering, like, all the details of that sad situation that you're trying to, like, relate to them with and then you, like, I don't know, it just kind of, like stews around in your head and then you might think of something else that made you upset or something that related to that that made you upset or you know it kind of just starts a cycle on some level or another of like sad things that you weren't even thinking about before until you like connected with that and that other person or like it kind of relates to that just with emotions like on your on like your own level without any other outside interference like if you're having a bad day and then you think of something sad and then your mind just brings up oh hey did you you know remember this other sad event that happened and then it just keeps happening and happening and it just brings up like other like things that you know you've thought about before like experienced before and then you just end up getting upset over nothing you know like or let's say me and you have an argument about something you know specific and then I'm like whoa you know remember this other time that something like this happened and then I'm like mad at you for like a long time even though it was just like a minor little spat or something so that's kind of like the topic that I wanted to discuss this week because I feel like it relates to us with like in our relationship in ourselves like individually and then also like with the whole idea of this podcast and then my blog as a whole you know like relating to other people and sharing our experiences but not just harping only on the negative experiences and you know kind of like forgetting the positive ones or forgetting or not acknowledging where we are now and not having that also construed with like quote-unquote toxic positivity where we're like shoving everything aside in order to just be positive because I feel like that's like the extreme on the other end so that's just what I wanted to discuss with this and plus I know like with us just with our own personal beliefs outside of like the addiction sphere I feel like that kind of like we have our own Experiences and kind of like um, stories and stuff with that too. So, okay,
1: so what I want to make clear is I feel like what you're really talking about is what type of model you want to be for helping uh, people with addict partners as opposed to being somebody that relates to all the negative stuff and you can bond with women on the negative things that have happened with their partner being an addict or an alcoholic, or instead of bonding in that way more so bonding in the idea of how you're using the situation for your self empowerment and moving towards the future instead of resentment and stuff
0: yeah exactly because like I don't want to just be like oh yeah you know like everything that I experienced with my partner was great you know I loved every minute of it you know looking back it really helped my growth like I don't want to be like that either because like obviously there were times where it was like really negative or upsetting and you know whatever but like I just don't want to keep going back to those situations to be like hey relate to me on this like I too had a situation where you know I was bawling my eyes out and you know never wanted to talk to you again like I, I don't want to just relate only on that like you
1: don't want a trauma bond
0: yeah like i because there, like there are positive things i'd rather have you know you know there were years of our relationship where you use drugs okay so i could either go back and be like hey i went through this i learned this instead of just oh well i went through this the end or like did you also go through this oh okay yeah that sucked anyways how's the weather you know like yeah. that's so- the point that i'm trying to make
1: I thought of an analogy of what you're talking about but if I were talking to another addict and let, so obviously I'm an I was an addict or I am an addict in recovery and then I have a wife and let's say I have a friend he's an addict and he has a wife and he comes to me getting upset about how his wife is being intrusive in his life and how he's been sober a long time and he's tired of it and so then I say yeah, my wife is bugging me too and she's getting in my business. Can't believe this. It's so annoying. So I feel like that would be like the type of trauma bonding or trauma help that you don't you're you're kind of wanting to steer away from as opposed to me being like, you know what, we should try to understand our wives better. Um we you know, try to figure out what it is that we've done and how it's leading to the behavior now and
0: Yeah, exactly. That's I think that's a really good analogy because yeah, like if somebody let's say hypothetically somebody comes to me in that same situation, they're like, Oh, you know, like my husband, I think he's using again. I just don't know. Like, I should like, should I be doing this? Should I be doing that? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. When I was in that situation, like, I remember I had to like look through his pockets, and then you know, I every time I would do laundry, I just have PTSD from doing that, where I would just, I always think I'm gonna find something bad in his in his laundry or in his pockets every or Every time you see anything
1: orange, yeah,
0: like there's like these little, I don't even know what they are, but there's some kind of electrical caps or something, yeah. and they look exactly to me like the, the what is it, the cap S- for a syringe. Syringe cap. So every time I see it, I'm just like, oh my God. And I like, even if he's not even in the vicinity, like he's never even been there, I'm just like, oh my God, is he using? And it's like, no, like I don't want to do that. Instead, I want to focus on like, oh yeah, you know, I understand how you feel, however... You know, what can we learn from this? How did I learn from this? What did I, you know? Well, I
1: I feel like the main theme for you is having the person focus on themselves and not necessarily on their partner.
0: Yeah, and then to show them too, like, yes, I too went through that. However, I can do laundry in peace these days, and now I just get annoyed because I find, you know, a half-empty sugar packet or some other form of, like, random receipt or trash. I'm like, no, or like $47 and change. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, stuff like that. And how that also can lead to um not really getting over your problems you know like you might feel like you have found somebody or other people to relate to but then you don't actually like really process anything or move forward even though you think like oh you know i found this group of people you know like cuz that happens on facebook groups you know i'll go on there and see them and i've mentioned this before where like It's cool that you have a group of people who, like, have experienced the same thing, but then they're all just, like... Echo chamber. Yeah, like, oh, yeah, you know, I, too, had a husband, and I'm so glad I divorced that guy who was a jerk, and blah, blah, blah. And, like, okay, I'm not saying that you can't divorce your partner or you shouldn't. It's just the point of, like
1: it's like the initial stage that's the initial stage. yeah like
0: you never get past it and so then you're just filled with all this resentment and stuff and just like with anything if you if you don't actually like acknowledge something you're just going to keep carrying it around everywhere you know like you don't have to do like you know oh you should probably like meditate on that every day for a year like you know you just have to like identify it so that you can work around it like with me like i even outside of his addiction i am just like a very like uptight person like in general but Mm -hmm. if i was just like You know, if I joined a group for people who are also uptight control freaks and we were just like, yeah, you know, like my partner just doesn't respect the, you know, I wanted to leave at this specific time and he just didn't want to and I don't know why this marriage isn't going to work, blah, 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 and people were like, yeah, you should have the right to do that, blah, 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 but like, it's actually not that great of a trait for me to have, you know, because it doesn't really allow for life to happen naturally or for there to be any kind of like deviation from a set plan I have in my head. And then it just ends up making me like irritable and angry and starting fights, you know, like it's just, it's something that I identify in myself that I think that I should work on, you know, making a little bit more positive and like fixing to make me better able to flow and relate with other people. So it's like that with this, you know, like if we keep harping on the negative aspects of it, that doesn't really allow us to move forward at all.
1: Yeah, and if you really think about it, I I didn't get better until you got better. And there was a huge lag between that. You had to get really healthy in yourself, and then I had to either join you or leave.
0: <laughs> yeah, and that's another thing too where like that used to be like a scary thing, you know, like, "Oh, well, I don't want you to like leave if or I don't stayed want you to unhealthy." <laughs> I would
1: if you stayed unhealthy, I would continue to use that unhealthiness for me to be unhealthy. And that's just kind of that's just kind of how it works.
0: Yeah. But, yeah, so, I don't know. I just, it just got to a point where, like, I realized that, like, I couldn't do that anymore because it just, it wasn't helping anybody. Because I remember a long time ago, that actually wasn't that long ago, I don't know, maybe, like, 2019, I went into one of these groups. I'd probably just joined them because I'd recently joined Naranon, So I'm like, oh, you know, I want to find a bunch of different things like this. And so I joined a group on Facebook. And you had done something, I think you went to the Sober Living, but then you came back... To the house we were living in, your dad's house. And I think you were like, oh, yeah, you know, it's okay if I, like, you know, stay here for a few days or, like, stay here overnight or whatever and hang out with you guys. Cause, like, yeah, he said it was fine. And I was like, I don't know. That doesn't really sound right. And so, like, I went on to the group and I was like, hey, you know, so, you know, my partner, cause we weren't married at the time. But I was like, my partner, you know, said this or whatever. Like, do you think he's lying? And they're like, oh, yeah, all addicts lie. Like, oh, yeah, he's 100% lying. He's just doing that so he could whatever. And I'm like, okay. And so they were all just like, it just seemed really abrasive, you know? Like, it wasn't, like, this friendly interaction that made me feel, like, welcomed or, like, say I almost felt like they were judging me as much as, like, I felt other people who had no idea about the situation would, Yeah, they're like, look at this noob. Yeah, and so, like, I hate... Like, I don't want to just bash other groups, you know? Because, like, I understand where they're coming from. I understand it comes from a place of, like needing connection and needing community and stuff, but I just feel like we could be a little bit better with that, (laughs) especially if there's, like, seasoned people in there who have a lot of experience, who are doing well for themselves and stuff. I feel like that kind of just gets buried under all of these people who are doing that, and so that's, like, why I wanted to make this topic, and that's why I'm doing this whole thing in general, because, like, I thought that being with somebody with addiction was, like, a life sentence of misery. But it doesn't have to be that way, you know? Like, I don't want people to think that this is, like, something where you have to just be, like, on your toes every second of every day because it's just, like, misery because that's all people ever talk about. You know, like, there are some times where, like, I kind of forget that you even have those problems because it's just not a part of my life anymore, you know? Like, I don't wake up every day waiting for the other shoe to drop like, oh my god, you know? is the day the day is gonna like start doing drugs again like I don't know or whatever like there are times where like maybe it crosses my mind but that's only because like I'm already stressed about something it's like if like I'm I don't know running short on time after we already got home from work I'm trying to make dinner and do all this stuff I need to eat I'm like you know, stressed out just from that, I'll start thinking of negative things from everything. So if you come home from work and you're tired, like any normal person would be, I might think like, oh my God, you know, but then I think I just remember like how dumb that is. Cause I'm like, that's not even gonna happen. Or like right now, like that's not happening at this moment. Like, why am I freaking out about that? Kind of like, you know, oh my God, we're, you know, the money issue or like whatever random thing I stress out about in that time. And I, then I like eat or I take a nap or whatever, and I feel better. And it's not even something that crosses my mind, you know? Like, I get out of that kind of, like, I don't know what the word is, but just, like, shifty position where I'm just like, oh, my God, oh, my God, oh, my God. So, yeah, it's just it's just something like that, like, where I did have those feelings, where I did think, like, oh, you know, what if this happens or what if that happens? But that was, like, at the very beginning of your recovery in 2019 and then you know as I continued doing what I was doing and didn't let it slack off then it eventually got better because that's another thing too is like you would go to rehab I would like I don't know spend a couple of weeks just being like sad because you were gone but then I would finally start doing something like, oh you know I should read a book or I should start doing this and then I would do it and I would slowly start to feel better but then you would come back and then it would all like go down the toilet So once I kept doing that, though, and, like, moved out of the initial stages of, like, blame and resentment and stuff, then I was finally able to, like, take accountability for what I was doing on my end of everything and actually realize that, like, we couldn't, I couldn't, like, continue doing that and stuff and just staying in that initial stage of, like, oh, this, whatever, blah, blah, blah.
1: Yeah, I feel like, I feel like maybe partners of addicts, they get wrapped up in the notion that, that... Basically, they can't be okay if their partner isn't okay, and at some point, they need to realize that they can be okay even if their partner isn't okay.
0: Yeah, that's actually something that, I think it was like one of the readings or something, one of the first times I went to a Narodon group, and it was like, you know, how can these people be here when their partners or their kids or whatever are like out homeless, you know, taking drugs or whatever, and they're in here like laughing. Like, how does that even make sense? But you end up getting to a point where like you separate yourself enough, but not to the point of like, I don't know, disassociating with it or just like blocking it out. You just learn to live with well, it you know, in a like, healthy way I feel like, of like understanding.
1: I feel like that's just like healthy for anybody. It's like really unhealthy for you to be always not okay if other people aren't okay because you end up in a place where you're never going to be okay.
0: Yeah, because it, like, it happens with other situations, too, like, with your mom, you know, being sick and everything and having to, you know, kind of, like, live through that season and, you know, realizing that there was only a certain amount of things, like, a limited number of things that we could do at any given time. It's, it's like that, you know, like, that's why a lot of people do compare it to, you know, like, a, a more well-known and understood disease or something but then people think you're just making excuses like well they had a choice yeah I know but at the end of the day it's kind of like the same track of like actions and stuff oh my phone almost fell off okay we're gonna take a quick break because we have our little visitor at the door all right and we're back that's one of the things about recording with a five-year-old is that sometimes she forgets and wants to ask us for snacks
1: or to change your earrings.
0: Yeah. <laughs> okay, so... um So, yeah, on the topic of not meeting people where they are. So, I think we can relate to this in our relationship now. But also, like, when we first met, you know. Because, like, you were going through, um, you know, being depressed and having your issues with substances and stuff. And back then, I wasn't really familiar with it. And I didn't really know what to do. So, oftentimes back then... um, I never really experienced depression, really, before that. But I would always try to relate with you. Then, like, oh, well, you know, like, I went through this. Or I would just try to meet you. I was going to say
1: you did the opposite. but
0: Well, no, I just meant, like, I would meet you where you are in terms of, like, going to your level of, like, okay, like, maybe we should do this. Or maybe we should do that. Or maybe, have you tried this? And then I would go, like, above and beyond to get to where you were. So that I could relate to you on that instead of, like, how I was towards the end where I was like, okay, like, I understand that you're fine. I don't need to do a million things in order to take care of you. You know, like, I can let you do your own thing. Like, you're, if you want to reach out to me, you can. Like, I can support you from here. But, like, I don't need to be, like, holding your hand the whole time and, like, forcing you to do this, that, whatever. Like, okay, it's time to do this. Let's do you know? And I feel like, because that gets to be, like, really unhealthy, too, because like, that, like, ties into the whole codependency thing and stuff you know of like not being like stable in my own self and like trying to go overboard and like fixing or helping you while neglecting myself and then we both end up like worse off than we could have been. Does that make sense?
1: Mhm.
0: So yeah so I think that relates there but also um you know like in years later where um I lost my train of thought because I started thinking about something else. But, <laughs> but yeah, in our relationship later on, too, we're like, you would come back from rehab and then you would be doing well, but then I would like. I was not able to meet you where you were because I was like, I, I oh, was yeah, I'd be like doing really me. well. Yeah, and then I would like try to drag you down because I could not meet you where you were. Yeah. And then that would make you Super go down to example. my level. Yeah, because then you would be like, well, I did exactly what you wanted me to do. Like, why are you unhappy? And I'm like, I don't know, because I was not working on myself and figuring out what I needed to do to also recover because I thought that you were the only one that had to do that or flipped where you know I wasn't doing as much as the beginning of our relationship but I was still doing that where I was like you know you need to be doing this and you need to be going to this many meetings and blah 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 and trying to like bring you to a level where you were not at yet and then that just causes like issues of like fighting and then resentment and like you know overbearing and stuff and then that would drive you to want to use more because you were just so stressed out and stuff and like you know I mean that makes sense right
1: yeah I feel like I would, like, come back with, like, <laughs> like so much, like, peace and positivity. And I feel like you, like, beat, beat that out of me. Train me to just, like, not express that, at least around you.
0: Yeah. So, like, in my head, I would want to be, like, supportive and stuff. And I would want to, you know, be, like, a better version of myself in order to be able to, like, meet you at the healthier version that you were at but I just like was not there yet and so like I would also resent you because I want to be more positive and healthy and like driven and stuff like you were when you came back but I just like could not do it at yeah.
1: that yeah and I feel like you're also resentful at the fact that like I'm the one that messed up and did drugs and made bad decisions yet here I am all positive and stuff and I feel like that's not fair
0: well that's an, that's actually one of the questions that I had written down so let me read that since yeah. it kind of like tied in even though it's technically like, like how four. dare
1: you be okay now and I'm not
0: yeah, so I actually, this is what I wrote. So I put, this ties in with an aspect of resentments and also addiction recovery in part because we see a lot where addicts enter recovery and it seems like they ignore the past and start new. Partners and loved ones may feel negative because they feel like they aren't validated or acknowledged for the past they went through. But um, it's hard because it's best for the addict to not get overwhelmed, et cetera. And then I asked like how you related to that. But you know, like... um uh, I remember there were a couple times where like, I might have heard it from Dan too, but also you were like, you know, you enter recovery and you're already like, you already have like all this guilt already like built up from like all the things that Mm -hmm. you may have done and stuff. And then you come back and you're like, you know, trying to work through it and trying to like, you know, go to meetings and focus on like better things. But then, you know, like me or just like partners in general. Are like, well, don't you remember like the things that you did? Like I'm still trying to heal from that. I'm still remembering all that. Like, do you not remember because you were high? Or you know, like it starts coming out like that. But like you have to kind of do that to kind of like set the guilt aside or whatever for a little bit, so that you're able to like get a good foundation. And that's why that's like what step five or something. (laughs)
1: yeah I mean later on in recovery, they usually the guilt all the guilt can come back when you like realize or if once a recovered addict has to deal with an addict themselves, they can see how unfortunate it is to to have to deal with somebody or imagining that that addict is like somebody close to them and how unfair it would seem you know to have to deal with that,
0: yeah, and so like you know, we can kind of get upset and think, like, you know, well, I was the one who was, like, sober and aware and everything and you, you see how, like, it plays out with other people and stuff, but then they come back and they're like, yeah, I'm back from rehab, and I'm yeah. <laughs> I'm doing this. Well, cause <laughs>
1: like, because, like, um re- like recovery, if you go to, like, a, if you're detoxing, it's like a baptism by fire where you go, like, through the dramatic psychological changes very quickly, and you kind of have, like, this, you know, kind of, like, wiped clean a little bit, so the change... Can be really drastic where the person that didn't go to rehab or detox they're living their normal life worried about responsibilities and stuff and nothing has changed for them so there's there's no there's there's no like the like dramatic change for them so yeah it can seem unfair that the person comes back and like oh everything's wiped and everything's let the past be the past
0: well and not only that too but like there was a time where i think like wow you know you were in full-blown addiction obviously didn't pay attention to, like, most of your responsibilities. And you go to rehab where, like, you don't have any, like...
1: Any responsibilities. Yeah, any
0: responsibilities. You get to sleep. You get all your food made for you. You can work out. You usually come back and you, like, gain, like, a bunch of weight back because, like, when you were using, you weren't eating. But, you know, like, you would uh, you would look healthier. You would sound healthier. You would just be healthier on every level. And I'm like, well, yeah, that must be nice to go to a retreat for a month and not have to worry about bills or anything. Meanwhile, I'm over here, like... Like treading water. Like, oh my God, you're not working, and I'm working. And I got like a little kid, and this and that. And oh my God.
1: Yeah, I remember one time <laughs> I got back from rehab, and you were talking about having to take nudie to the store. And she was a baby, and then you like you just went off on me about how difficult it is for you to go to the store, and you were super upset. And I was just I just remember thinking like uh, like I like I just remember thinking like that you and I were like on two completely different worlds. And, yeah, I was just so sad.
0: Yeah, like, I don't even remember that. But, yeah, yeah that, that you're, 100% seems like something I would have done.
1: <laughs> you're basically implying that, like... Maybe I asked you to stop at the store. And you were basically implying that, like, almost, like, how dare you ask me to stop at the store? You're going to ask me to go into the store with my baby. And you don't know what I go through every day. And... Oh,
0: because you wanted, me to, you wanted me to get you something.
1: In my mind, I'm thinking, like, stop at the store. That's, like... I don't know. That, that, that's like turning a wheel on a steering wheel. It's still being super simple. I'm gonna go stop at the store. I didn't for you it was like no. You're asking me to like run a marathon. Well,
0: yeah, because like for me, like when she was little, you know, you have to take out the car seat, or you have to carry her, and she's little. She grabs everything, and she cries, blah blah blah. But yeah, so it. And then I or felt maybe like, it was I
1: like used something of yours that you had to replace by going to the store. Yeah,
0: something like that. Because then I'm like, it, for one thing, it's like okay, well, I had to do all this stuff by myself while you were gone. But then also, like. Also, like, oh, you must not have, like, understood the stuff beforehand, you know, being a parent because you weren't around or whatever. But, yeah, so it's, it's like that where, like, instead of what I realized the second time around was, okay, I understand that I have to do all this, however... I saw it as like a challenge, like, oh, you know, look at me over here, you're doing your thing, I'm over here doing my thing, I'm able to tackle all these things, I'm able to be in charge of everything, like, look at this, I got a planner, I'd like know what's happening with everything, like, oh yeah, everything's fine, you know, and then I'd talk to you and I'd be like, yeah, you know, I'm doing this, I'm doing that, like, you're fine, do what you need to do, we're good over here, and it's just, it ended up being like this empowering kind of thing, you know, and it even happens now, like.
1: You're talking about when I went to rehab, like later on.
0: Yeah, the last, yeah, in 2019. Yeah. But it's even like that with like little things. Like I used to be like really anxious when you would have to, like, you were. I don't know, later at work than any normal time or whatever. Like, oh, my God, you have to stay late, and i got to figure out something to do with nudie while you're gone or whatever. But now it's like, oh, you know, you're going to be late. That's fine. We're just chilling. You know, we're hanging out. We're finding things to do. You know, like, she's chill. I'm chill. We're, like, just hanging out. You were
1: super dependent on me coming home.
0: Yeah. And so, like, actually seeing it instead of, like, oh, my God, you know, I hate you because you're gone, and you have to put me through this, I finally figured out that – I was able to work around that and there are actually positive ways of looking at that you know it doesn't have to be like oh my god i feel like a single mom out here by myself Blah. it's more like okay i know that i'm like really good at organizing and planning like i can do this i'm really good at multitasking and it was fine you know like we managed it just fine you know if anything i kind of like enjoyed it because it allowed me to grow into a more independent person and instead of just like hating it like oh my god you know like i hate this this is so stupid this is gonna, this is gonna be the longest you know, like five months of my life, and it just feels like it's never ending. Like while I would have times like that, it wasn't this. It wasn't just my general state of existence. You know, like I was able to, I don't know, like be okay with it. Like, oh, you know, it's it's not yet. And you know, we can't move back in together. Yeah, but it's fine. You know, like we'll be okay. We're just chilling. You know, like she would Facetime you, and I'd be like, yeah. You know, I didn't feel like, oh my god, you're missing out on her life. Like it was fine, and she's still fine to this day. I'm fine to this day. It was fine. I use that now in a bunch of different situations like when you come home later from work or you know if you have to do something on the weekend and we don't go or whatever like it's not this huge end of the world deal because you know I've been practicing it and stuff so it's just like picking out the good things and not just being like oh all these things that I went through and you know I have to do that for the rest of my life like no like I feel like I grew immensely as a person in 2019 and up until now, you know, like, with everything, like, if I ever feel like those feelings are, like, creeping up again or whatever, like, I realize that most of the time it just has to do with some other part of my life that I'm ignoring, like, okay, maybe I'm just, like, extra tired, maybe I need to eat, maybe whatever. I know myself enough to know what little things I could be fixing, and if it's, like, if all of those basic things are taken care of, then it's probably something else in my life that I'm ignoring that it's probably unconnected to it at all, you know, like, it just... It's taught me how to look at myself in different ways to figure out what exactly is happening and not just blaming it. Like, oh, well, I'm upset about, you know, this memory that I have of you using. Well, it must be because you use, you know, it's your fault, whatever. But that's not the case. Like, it's just normal stuff that happens that I, as a person, have to be responsible of because they're my emotions and my feelings and not just lash out at you for nothing. And you know, like, it's a growth exercise. that's that's what it is, you know? Like, I choose to instead look back on these things as a growth exercise and not something that, like, damaged our relationship or, you know, made, like, I don't know, they're not wasted years or anything. Like, they're they're positive ones. Like, I could put a positive spin on it, you know? Like, at, at least, and even if, like, I can't put a positive spin on any given subject, I can at least make it neutral and not something that's constantly hurting me. You know? It's like, um, what is it? Not revenge, but something something is a is like a poison that you drink and you expect the other person to die you know like it's just something that you hold in yourself and like you just it doesn't bother anybody else so why why am I gonna let it bother me like whether or not I'm thinking about this right now my life is exactly the same so I'm gonna I would rather choose positive thoughts or like better thoughts than just wallowing around in misery for no reason whatsoever
1: (laughs) yeah I think it was anger. Anger is like a poison.
0: Yeah, it probably is anger. I couldn't remember what it was, like, anger or... It
1: could have just been resentment. I don't know.
0: Yeah. I have no idea, but that's the gist of it. So, I mean, I feel like we kind of... I have a couple of questions written down, and I feel like we kind of touched on them, because one of them was, can you relate to this with sponsors you've had or other situations, and did it help? Because you you did touch on that, like, with your... um, talk about things in recovery and in beatings and stuff because you know the whole guilt thing or whatever just moving on until you are able to get to a place where you can look back on that and you know acknowledge it or whatever
1: get to a place where you can look back on what
0: past events and stuff that like you may or may not have caused oh yeah just in general but it's just not something that we should like as soon as you come back you know from rehab it's not like oh well do you remember this do you remember this do you remember this like it's up to me to yeah. deal with that in myself first I remember
1: mean, when I would get <laughs> back I would start telling you about all the things I lied about and you get really annoyed
0: yeah because I'm like what does that have to like I don't know
1: yeah because it's like you just want to <laughs> finally share all the things you like weren't true, and
0: or even like now I feel like Maybe not recently, recently, but there have been times in the past where you'd be like, oh, yeah, you know, like, you didn't know about that. Or, oh, yeah, I didn't tell you the real thing that happened with this. But, like, I tell you, I'm like, I don't even want to hear about it. It doesn't matter. Like, it doesn't... Yeah. If it was, like, some hurtful thing, it's like, okay, yeah, I'm sure that sucked. And, like, if you would have told me in the moment, I would have been really mad. But, like, that doesn't change anything about what's happening right now. So what does it matter if that one time we hung out, you were actually, like, I don't know, high off your butt you know like it just like i don't know like huh? it, maybe that one situation i thought you were sober and you weren't i don't know it doesn't matter anymore like that's what i'm saying is that like it's fine it doesn't really matter in the current moment whatever but that question the first question is pointless cuz that's what we spent the whole time talking about they're mostly just guiding questions but <sighs> how do you think it's how, or how do you think this has impacted our relationship
1: I feel yeah, like I just need to sit about. here so that you can actually talk about what you want to talk about.
0: <laughs> no, but I do like having you here, too, because you do give input to things that, like, maybe I haven't thought of. Or you're, like, a sounding board, you know? And it makes it a little bit helpful, too, because I don't think, like, I'm just talking to myself. But there are... It's nice because there are things that I don't remember that you do. And so it's nice to have those memories because then we can kind of, like, dissect them and talk about them and stuff. But... Like, especially the first couple episodes when you're like, oh, yeah, this was this year and this was this year. And I'm like, yeah, that whole time period was kind of like a blur. Like, I can't go back to specific memories and remember them. But, but yeah. So, basically, the whole end result or end goal of this is basically empathy. But not so much empathy that it's, like, not good. Because you're just, like, being overbearing.
1: Well, people kind of sometimes feel like it's their duty to be not okay when somebody else is not okay. If somebody else is suffering, they almost feel like it is rude to not also suffer. And that's a really, it's, I feel like that's like a psychological, spiritual issue in people in general, not just in addict community. People kind of feel that way in general where they need to mourn or be sad. If sometimes, for example, like if, if a kid doesn't cry when their uncle dies, the parents will punish them. Like stuff like that is just like wrong. Yeah. People can mourn however they want or not mourn at all. People can laugh if something bad is happening.
0: Yeah. It's all up to just, like, personal experience and what is, like, best for you. And, like, how you process things and how you go through things and stuff. But, like, you know, I guess conscious empathy. Or whatever but sometimes you you have to completely separate yourself from things as a whole anyways even without trying to be empathetic you know it's just whatever works best for you the point is just not to get so lost in the bad things and the bad things that have happened that it completely blinds you to the things that you could be doing in the future or the directions you could be going because that's not helpful either like you have to be personally accountable for things like you know things within yourself characteristics of yourself that could be fixed you know like I could be a nicer person when I am behind the wheel of a car
1: <laughs> yeah it's never gonna happen I may
0: feel validated by that but that doesn't mean that it's right but and that but also not going to the other side either which is something that a lot of people do is just being like what they call toxic positivity and being so blinded by things like oh well everything's just all hunky-dory and everything's perfect and You know, everything is great. Why would you ever think otherwise and everything, you know, like being like that, if you actually believe it on a given topic is fine. But if you just like sugarcoat everything, then that's not good either. It just has to be, you know, whatever is realistic for you in a healthy way. Don't be unhealthily positive if that's not how you truly feel. Don't be unhealthily negative if that's not how you truly feel. Don't just stay stuck in any given perspective because you're just like, you don't I don't know you just don't want to change. That's another thing too where I will feel like I don't know it's just it's almost like physically tiring to think a different way or think a different belief or something and like I felt like that for years you know like why am I going to try to to you know psych myself up and hype myself up and be like oh yeah you know things are going to get better if I don't actually believe it yet or if I think that it's going to fail and that's fine but then you just have to eventually realize that that's not getting you anywhere and that's what I did I spent years of my life doing that. And I'm like, well, all this is doing is making me unhappy. I mean, I could choose to do that and just be unhappy all the time for the rest of my life. Or I can actually be like, okay, this is tiring to me. For some reason, I feel that way. But it doing the, what I've been doing isn't doing anything else. It's not changing anything. So I'm going to have to actually put in the effort to make positive change. And then it just becomes easier. Like you forget about it. Like working out, you know, like thinking about picking up weights for the first time. It's like, oh my God, that's exhausting. I don't want to do that but you feel better in the long run, and then it doesn't get so hard anymore.
1: Well, And people's uh, identity is attached. I mean, not everybody, but a lot of their identity is attached to their idea of, you know, being a hard-done-by person or a victim of their spouse or significant other, and that is who they are, and to let go of that can be actually really difficult because they, part of their the only way that they feel important is the fact that they are somebody that is, you know, a victim of their spouse and and that that's actually the only way they can get their confidence is in the fact that oh they have I've been victimized and that's what makes me important and that's why I, this is my story and
0: Yeah, or even on the flip side, like, oh, yeah, you know, like, I don't need anybody, you know, like, I... Oh, yeah, that's a... Yeah, like, the flip side, That's a coping
1: mechanism as well. Yeah, like,
0: I'm so tough, I can do things on my own, I don't need him, he's stupid, like, he was just a waste of time, blah, 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 you know, like, being like, that, too, is also, like, a coping mechanism instead of, like, actually dealing with the fact that, like, you know, you went through something and, like, maybe you actually did care about that person, but you're just pretending like you didn't in order to, like, not have to process anything, like, that's the other side of it, too, you know, but, like... I really did care about you and I still do and like I went through phases of feeling like a victim but then I took accountability for the fact that like I chose to do that (laughs) you know like there I didn't have to be like that like I could actually take responsibility for my actions and what I did or didn't do and once I did that then I realized that like okay there are actions that I don't want to take because this is what I would have done in the past and that didn't get me anywhere so now I'm gonna do this instead you know actually going through and like Finding out about myself and the things that I could change, so yeah, I don't know. I feel like that was pretty good. That went a lot better than I thought. <laughs>
1: yeah.
0: So yeah, I don't Does know it... what we're gonna call this. Meeting people you, where they are. Is this still recording? Empathy. Yeah.
1: Oh, I <laughs> thought you were like. I thought you had stopped it or something. No. I was like, you just stopped.
0: No, but yeah, that was the our lesson, our topic on meeting people where they are.